welcome back to another episode of Apex Mountain. My name is Jacob Lindgren, and join with me, as always, is my good friend Tanner Knox. Tanner, how are you doing today? I'm doing all right, man. I'm ready to go fast. Let's do it. <laughs> yeah, you're going to have to drag me behind the car because I'm a little sick this time, but I think I'll make it. So I'm sorry for my voice ahead of time if it goes halfway through this episode. <laughs> it's all good, man. Well, you're wrapping up. You're going to be home soon from a deployment. How's all that going? Oh, it's going. It's crazy as usual. And uh, I don't know. I'm excited to be back. Yeah, I'm excited for you to be back. Maybe we can do some stuff person to person instead of over Zoom and Discord and other means of audio. And maybe it'll sound a little better. Who knows? That would be cool. We'll just have to see what happens. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I take it through all the craziness. You haven't watched much. Not too much, no. I watched the Yellowstone series, obviously, that we've been doing on uh, YouTube. But other than that, I don't think I watched anything this week. I hardly turned the TV on. Yeah, unfortunately, I don't have much to say about anything either. I uh, have been sick most of the week, so when I get home from work, um, you know, I kind of make dinner and then don't eat it and pick around with it at a fork, and then I go to sleep. So I haven't really watched a lot either. Um, but I did watch this a few nights ago, and I'm very excited to talk about it. Me too. Let's get into it. Well, what do you think? I'll let you lead off. Um, I thought it was really cool. Um, I don't know. I don't know much about racing in general. Um, and most people, especially in our neck of the woods, when they do watch racing, it's just NASCAR. So I know the right. names of NASCAR. I know the name Shelby from, like, the Mustang. Right. Um, but other than that, I mean, I don't know too much about it um i just thought it was very interesting and it's historically accurate and um you know it's got ferrari in it and ferraris are traditionally badass cars and um yeah just all around i thought it was a pretty damn cool movie yeah i agree i don't think that it's very i don't know how to explain it i really enjoyed it a lot and i love it's got two of my top five favorite actors in it i mean matt damon is matt damon and christian bale might be my favorite because (laughs) He takes every role so seriously, and I love him and everything. So on the surface, even if this movie was mediocre, I would still love it, and I would still watch it simply because they're both in it. Um, That being said, I mean, sometimes the writing was kind of letting me down a little bit. I think that they were trying too hard to make it a movie when I'm fine with it just being accurate. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't need Ferrari to look like a villain, and I don't need the Josh Lucas character uh, the vice president of operations of blah, blah, blah. I don't really need him to be like annoying and a pain in the butt. Like I, and then he might've been, but, uh, at the time, but it just seemed more movie and less accurate when they did stuff like that. So I do lay a little bit of this, like if there are any issues, I think it's some plain Jane writing that I think makes this movie good instead of great. Yeah. From what it sounds like, I did a little bit of research, um, earlier today, but from what it sounds like is, they were trying to keep it as historically accurate as possible, but they also had some liberties to add things in. So like when yeah. uh, they get into a fight out in the front yard, like that didn't actually happen. Um, right. Went, but the senior vice president or whoever was actually an asshole and just kept, you know, doing things. Pushing it to, Just yeah. doing, not thinking like a race car driver and like, I don't know. Yeah, like keeping it at 6,000 RPM and make like, having them show up to the finish line at the same time and everything like that. Um, I think it's a hard, it's a hard movie to write to begin with. I'm not saying that, you know, I could do any better, but 
Like anytime you do a movie where there's a lot of adrenaline and there's a lot of like male leads and that kind of thing, I think it's hard for it's it's always constantly trying trying to toe the line of accuracy or intensity and then just like like it like being silly and being dumb, like being in a locker room versus being like in this monumental moment. Cause you get a lot of guys that think they all have the right answer. You're going to get a lot of testosterone. And I think the movie tries to do that. And in most situations it does a good job, but um, I just think if there's anything to complain about, it's probably the writing, but this movie is definitely fun. I think that they encapsulate the era. Well, it looks, it looks good. Um, I think that they take the average audience that they know don't know anything about the Le Mans and they, and by the time you finish the movie, you're, you've enjoyed it and, you don't have a lot of questions like they give you a lot a very well defined surface level of what that is. Um, I think it's a very exciting, fun movie. I, I really enjoyed it. It's first time for me seeing it. Yeah, same for me. And I will say there there's a lot of known and uh, very good actors in this movie. Um, yeah. Do you have names at all? Yeah, I mean, obviously, Matt Damon and Christian Bale are the first two that you notice. Um, Matt Damon, in this time frame, uh, Ford vs. Ferrari was definitely a big one for him. He did some cameos in Deadpool 2 and stuff, um, and Thor Ragnarok and that kind of thing. Um, Jason Bourne was, the last Jason Bourne was in 2016, so he's keeping busy. And then Christian Bale, anytime you look at his movie selection, he only does movies that are like AAA, if you will, because... Like, he did this and Vice, but, like, five movies down is the big short in 2015. Five more movies, six more movies down, you're into, like, The Dark Knight Rises in 2012. Like, he, he paces himself well, I think, whereas most actors try to stay really busy all the time. Yeah. yeah. So, you know both of them. John Bernthal is uh, a really unique character. I think he's really made a name for himself in the last 10 years. He's in The World of Wall Street, Baby Driver, The Accountant. He's in that uh, Brad Pitt movie, uh, Fury. He, got, um, he's also, he got big in The Walking Dead, though. Yes, yes. He's Shane in The Walking Dead. And yeah. also, and he was a good character in that. And he was also the Punisher yeah. um, for a few seasons. And he's super good in that. So mm-hmm. um, I was happy to see him in this. Me too. Josh Lucas, I mean, we've been seeing him lately on our uh, Yellowstone series as young John Dutton. Yes, and he's uh, and most famously he's Jake from uh, Sweet Home Alabama, so yeah. he can kiss you anytime he wants. So <laughs> he's in that and like Glory Road and stuff like that. He's fun to see. Um, the kid, if he looks familiar to anyone, um, he is in Honey Boy, which is that movie uh, that uh, Shia LaBeouf wrote, directed, and starred in. Okay, um, of kind of like a reflection of his life and stuff. So. That was kind of interesting. And lastly, the female lead. Uh, I didn't know her very well at all before this, to be completely honest with you. Um, she's an Outlander, which I know people like. It's a TV show, but mm. I haven't seen it. Gotcha. Um, who is the guy I'm trying to think of? The He was... Um, it's like... It's Ray McKinnon, but I don't know the name he had in this. But he was like the... He was the mechanic kind of thing. Yeah, Phil he, Remington. He was in. He's in a lot of shows. He's almost like the Who's That Guy. Um, <laughs> yeah, he is. I mean, he's yeah. in. I I I'm trying to think of a movie he's in, and I've seen him so many times, but I just can't think of a damn a damn movie that he's, he's in. in. He's in Deadwood. I know a lot of people like that. I've never seen it. He's in Mud, that uh, Matthew McConaughey movie. Um, yeah, and like you said, he's in a bunch of stuff. He's been acting for since the late 80s so 
So he's been around. I've always thought that he is the male version of Jane Lynch, and it makes me laugh every time I think about it. <laughs> <laughs> that is funny. I didn't even think about that at all. That's good. That's good. Well, you know, and I made fun of the. I didn't make fun of, but I pointed out the writing early. Um, but I don't know if I'm. I might be alone on that. The budget for this movie was just under a hundred million at ninety-seven and a half, and it grossed a cumulative two twenty-five, almost two twenty-six. So. It's done quite well. Um, the U.S. Uh, covered it by 117, but I think that this probably got a lot of traction in Europe because of the history surrounding the movie. Definitely. I'm surprised they had liberties to um, have Ferrari look like a villain. Yeah, and components of Ford as well, because I was looking up some trivia stuff, and um, there is like moments in time where Ford were distancing themselves from the movie because they were kind of back and forth wishy-washy on like the VP look the Josh Lucas character looking like a bad guy um, yeah they were kind of towing that line where they weren't sure if they were cool with this movie happening or not yeah um, I don't know so <clears throat> I went to the uh, Indianapolis 500 in 2019 and they actually they were the ones that said start your engines Matt Damon and Christian Bale so it's pretty cool to yeah. see that and I had never seen the movie but being there and seeing all that that was just really cool. I read that actually, um, and uh, I saw that a French guy won that. I don't remember his name, but it's funny. That's like just constantly full circle with the movies. So. Yeah, yep, yeah. But I, uh, I also wanted to bring up. I know they're co-leads, but Matt Damon, according to Matt Damon, said that the only reason he even wanted to be in this movie was to work with Christian Bale because he heard that Christian Bale's pretty intense and good and that kind of thing. And uh, you can definitely tell who's more interesting because all the facts that are surrounding this movie, it's like. Christian Bale did this and said this, and can you believe he actually acted like this? And and then Matt Damon's like one every sixth like <laughs> trivia fact. So I will say Christian Bale is phenomenal. Like I don't know if he won awards, but he should have. I just thought he did so well. He yeah, has a traditional he, American English accent, right? It's pretty like it's pretty English. Like it's pretty. I don't know how to explain it. He's got an accent for sure that he loses in most of his movies. Because this Australian accent is like on point. Yeah, it's funny too because when I started the movie, I was like, oh my God, this guy. Like, I didn't, I knew, like, like the bar for him is so high for me personally. So it's like, I saw it and I was like, oh man, that was, that's a lot to take in. And uh, I immediately liked Matt Damon's character and wasn't sure about him. And then by the time the movie ended, that almost flip flopped where I liked Christian Bale's performance more so than Matt Damon's by the end of the movie. Yeah. Yeah. Cause he's so compelling and like, he's just so focused in like, you believe Chris, you, you believe Christian Bale's character of being driven and psychotic for one goal, because that's who Matt Damon or that's who Christian Bale is. Right. So, um, and then Matt, Matt Damon has that kind of, uh, just like, I don't know how to explain him. His older, his older, career this new phase he's so good at being like kind of arrogant and move a little slower and just work with his wits and uh i think he's so good in this too i do too yeah he was really good um there's some things like um for instance whenever so he actually dies in a wreck at the end uh uh christian bell's character like that actually is how he died but he didn't stay in the car and and burn or whatever he was thrown from the car Gotcha. So, but from what it sounds like is like they wanted it to kick back to kind of like 
you can kind of see what his demise is going to be earlier on because he almost dies in a crash uh, or when he yep. catches on fire and things like that. Yep, and they have that conversation with Peter, his son, about, you know, as long as you get out of the car, you're safe. So it's like already they're kind of leading into it. And yeah, yeah and that might be that might be one of the writing things with me too where it's like foreshadowing, but not foreshadowing in the way that's like kind of like wink, wink, nod, nod. It's like, Hey, as long as you get out of every car that's on fire, you're fine. It's yep. like, okay, who's going to be in a car on fire later? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. They don't really, they don't use like a nuanced brush here. It's just kind of in your face about it. And then I know like the the Ford Mustang, Shelby Cobras and all that stuff. Um, I didn't realize that pretty much after this, Shelby goes to Dodge for a long time. And I felt like I had seen like, like Dodge trucks with like the Shelby cobra right. on it but i never i never kind of put two and two together but so he goes to dodge for a little bit and only comes back to ford in like 98 or something huh so it's pretty neat yeah i'm not i'm not sure that entire lineage um i just you know me and you both are in the same boat i think where we appreciate vehicles and we know when they look nice and we know when they look fast but like we're not really that into it you know yeah. i don't think we could go to you know a show and, and out talk somebody about details. It's like, yeah, the car looks nice. Exactly. That's about as far as I go. Exactly. So this was an interesting movie for me that I'm sure has a lot of historical cool stuff, uh, you know, kind of sprinkled into it that we're not seeing. Cause we just, it doesn't mean as much to us personally, but um, the movie I thought got the era right. And I think it felt like it got the importance, right. You know, like Ford is really getting outside of their comfort shell and uh, comfort zone. And, uh, really going for this basically just out of spite so yeah i thought it was it was weird because like you don't really like henry ford the second you don't really like his senior exec um you cut you kind of like the punisher guy um but you really only like shelby and uh christian bell's character ken ken and so it's like yeah you're wanting them to succeed and win and stuff but you're not really wanting ford to win you're you're wanting these guys to win so yeah it's kind of weird that's that's definitely true. And then after the race, like, I guess I can jump to the ending just to talk about it. But um, I don't know. I felt a little weird about the ending as far as the end of the race goes because, okay, I get it. A technicality, uh, the car went a little further than him, which makes him the winner. That doesn't really make any sense at all, but whatever. That's what happens. So that's what they're going to go with. But, like, every reporter, every single person ran right by Christian Bale to go talk to the guy who won. And I know why they did that to show you that he lost, but... Um, he broke the re- the lap record like four times and before the race ended, he clearly won. So then with all that stuff, I feel like if you were a reporter, you'd be like, yes, that other guy won, but this is the story. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? For like literally everyone to run by him and go to the guy we don't know the name of is like a little much. I think it's like, I like how there they, wasn't one guy, you know? Right. I like how they threw in the, the Ferrari owner or whatever, kind of giving him a wink or a head nod or whatever, like acknowledging that. You know, he yeah. was he was the star and everything. Apparently that happened where they wanted all three to come in together and they didn't really think about the consequences of that. And uh, according to the senior vice, whatever, um, he said that um, he wanted Ken to slow down because the other two Fords were trying to catch up. And because Ken's a daredevil, he's just going to keep pushing it, and mm. which is going to make these other guys possibly wreck trying to catch up. And so he wanted everyone, mm-hmm. them to, him to slow down so these guys could catch up so they could all uh, pass the, or you know pass the finish line at the same time, which sounds bullshit huh. anyway. But 
Yeah, I mean, whatever. So now all of a sudden, because he's doing so well, they're bad at driving. Right. Like, what does that insinuate? Right. How's that Christian? How is that Ken Miles' fault? Exactly. And to be fair, it would be a pretty cool picture seeing the three Fords cross the finish line together. Well, and and here's my thing too: is they told him earlier in the race, like right when they told him to slow down so they could all tie or whatever. Right before that, they were like, "Dude, you are in first. The next two are both Fords. They're in second and third. You are four laps ahead of the guy in second. Why couldn't he slow down? They all pass the finish line at the same time in order for them to get the picture, and then let the other two motherfuckers keep driving and get their laps in. That was like, my just thought. get the symbolic picture, and then you know what I mean. The thing is, is it won't be necessarily symbolic because all three Fords aren't crossing at the same time. Because yeah, but you. St- I mean, yeah, I guess. But they're not finishing rather one, two, and three at that moment. They still have a whole another lap or whatever to go. Yeah, that's true. I feel like the picture would have enough weight. Like yeah. if somebody read the newspaper and they saw the picture and it was like, here's Ken Miles, a Ford driver winning by like a fucking metric ton. This car is amazing. He's amazing. I think that's a better story than like, yeah, this guy broke a bunch of records and slowed down and then ended up losing because they <laughs> like, if anything, that makes him look dumber. So I guess this movie, uh, they wanted it to be PG 13, but I guess what he really said whenever he found out he didn't win, he goes, well, I guess I've been fucked. <laughs> Yeah, I agree. I guess he has been fucked. I loved Christian. I love Christian Bale's per, uh, performance as him because I really bought it. You know, like Matt Damon was really cool, and I think that between his accent and his personality and stuff, he really suited the character. But Christian Bale, I felt like after this movie, he's like, "All right, when's the next race?" Like I, I felt agree. like he was just going to keep going. I like Christian Bale's wife too. I thought she played a good like uh, based person. You know, like um, <clears throat> she's got the kids, yeah. she's got the house, she's still. Allowing him She's trying to, go. to keep him into reality, you know. Yeah, I also liked how she went kind of crazy for a minute driving the car and uh, scaring the shit out of Christian Bale and everything. I thought that was pretty neat. Yeah, yep. Christian Bale actually took some race driving lessons for this movie. Um, he ended up working with a, I don't. I think the I think the place he went to was founded by a friend of Ken Miles's, and then the person he actually worked with was actually a film coordinator. Um, uh, Robert Nagel, I think is his name. And uh, he said is hands down the best actor he's ever worked with out of everybody that he's worked with. That's cool. This is kind of what, it's kind of what happens everywhere (laughs) he goes. This is the story you hear. I was uh, looking up comments on that trailer we just played at the beginning and somebody said, holy shit, this has more, more racing than Fast and the Furious. (laughs) It absolutely does. It absolutely does. You know, we were talking off you know, off air about which movie we were going to do next. And, you know, initially we were going to do Ford versus Ferrari. And then I started bouncing around because I didn't know what I was going to pick. And I almost picked the mechanist because um, that's like an early performance for him. He lost a bunch of weight. He was like fully invested. And I thought that was pretty cool. And, and, and read somewhere that he had like a can of tuna and an apple every day was the only way that he could lose the weight and yes, necessary for that movie. And I was like, that is insane. I, I can't imagine you can do that more than once. Well, I guess he did it for this movie too. Because the the movie before this one was Vice, and he and even though he had like suits and stuff that make him look bigger, he actually gained a bunch of weight for that movie intentionally hmm. as to in, to actually fill those suits better. And uh, according to Matt Damon, Christian Bale lost seventy pounds for this movie. Wow! And then Matt Damon was like, "How do you pull that off? Like, how do you manage to lose the weight?" And Bale was like, "I just didn't eat." <laughs> He's like, "I just didn't eat. That's how I did it." And Matt Damon said he was impressed because of Bale's monk-like discipline. Wow. Yeah, you could see it in his cheekbones and everything, just how, you know, 
shallow they are. Yeah. Yeah, it's something you notice early for sure. He's kind of dirty from just working on cars and racing, and he also looks like he does not eat enough. If you look at them side by side, they look a lot alike. Yeah, honestly, I think they do. Before I give you the ratings for these, I have one more fact I want to spit before I forget. Okay. <laughs> I in the episode or in the movie, um, Ken tells his wife he's going to make two hundred dollars a day, and I was like, that is a lot. Like that feels like a lot. Even though I didn't know the breakout, well, according to uh, Consumer Price Index from 65 when the film was made to when it was made in 2019, um, that's roughly $1,600 a day, which would have equated to like 405000 Wow. Which went from literally not having a job to 405000 That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Pretty, pretty, pretty good. <laughs> okay, good reviews or bad? Uh, I don't know. Uh, bad. <laughs> <laughs> I'll start with bad. Okay. The Guardian says, <clears throat> is crammed with unearned emotional moments and factory-built male characters whose dedication to their sport we are expected to find adorable and heroic. Hmm. Mm. Total Film gives it a 60. Two immensely enjoyable central performances and some of the best racing sequences, yet the film is fueled by otherwise standard sports movie uh, tropes, which... I think I agree with that one. Yeah. I think if you, there's a lot of like really magnetic stuff about this movie that I think really brings it in over the top, but um, there's some low points, I think, too. So I'm I don't kind think of it's a them. 60, though. Yeah, 60's low. I just, what they wrote, yeah. I guess. Yeah. Um, the rap gives it 100. The chemistry between Bale and Damon is what makes the movie move the way it does, along with the script. Don't agree with that. Bale, along with the. Bail along in the race car, figuring out how to win and survive is where the film really sings. The playlist gives it a 91. It says Ford versus Ferrari is sort of is the sort of cinematic entertainment that sucks you in and won't let you go until you cross the finish line. <laughs> <laughs> and the Hollywood Reporter gives it a 90 and says that uh, the film's lively dynamics owe much more to the bristly nature of nearly every relationship and interaction in the film. Mm-hmm. Oh, interactions. Ooh. So, I don't know. They're kind of all over the place. You can find one that'll give it a 50, and you can find a 100. So, I don't know. It's, it's kind of depends on what you think of the film. I'm more so in the 70-ish mark for this. What do you think? I think it depends on your mood and also what you're wanting to get out of this type of movie. If, if you're somebody who knows about this race and you're an avid race car uh, aficionado, whatever you want to call it, you're maybe you don't like this as much because it's not historically as accurate as you'd like or the, I don't know, something. But for somebody just enjoying it for what it is and the actors in it, I just I think it's a good movie and maybe not a great movie, but I think it's a good movie. I agree. I agree. Especially if you're not looking at it in the context of doing a podcast where you talk about every little thing about it. Because if you're just trying to sit down and have fun, this movie has a lot of fun moments. I mean, it, it really is a joyful movie. Yeah. Um, I could see where some people wouldn't like if you were from Europe, maybe it is definitely pro Ford, pro America sports movie. You know, it's it, it definitely I know we just talked about Rocky movies, but it does have a bit of that uh, Rocky Four. you know, we're going to go to your turf and win kind of thing. So um, I don't know if it's a bad thing or a good thing, but if you're not from here, maybe you would be like, OK, we get it. Ford's the greatest, whatever. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So um, I could see that, too. But. Overall, I really enjoy it. Me too. 
let's get right into reviewing this bad boy. All right. What's your opinion? Well, I've had 7.3 in my head. I think it's just um, it's a good movie, like we talked about. It's 7.5 is just kind of like, hmm. You know, I don't want to have 7.5, yeah. so 7.3 it is. <laughs> yeah, I'm actually right there in the ballpark with you. I was thinking 7.2. Um, it's definitely better than good, but it's just not It's just not up there. So um, very enjoyable, but I think 7.2 is pretty fair. And as a side note, IMDb gives it an 8.1. So Nice. <laughs> yeah, with 310,000 reviews. What's their bar? <laughs> Apparently this. <laughs> Uh, acting ability. We're doing Christian Bale, remember? Yeah, so if it was Matt Damon, it'd probably be a little lower. Um, not that he was bad, but just kind of bland, I guess, as opposed to Christian Bale. I think he made the movie uh, better than average. You know, I think he uh, did the part well. He looked the part. Um, so I'm going to give him a 7.7. Nice. Yeah, I totally agree. I think he is a fascinating... Ken Miles. Um, I think Matt Damon did a really good job being Carol Shelby specifically because Carol Shelby's prime as a racer was right before the movie started, according to how they showed it to us. So um, you kind of get this post-racing, I got to figure out in my new role in this world. And uh, there was parts where he was kind of bland, but I think it was more so him being being in that trans, you know, in that middle space yeah. from occupation to occupation, dealing with his heart issues and stuff. So um, I thought he was good too, but since we're talking about Christian Bale, I'm going to go with a 7.9. I agree with you. He is very, very good in this. I've seen him better, but that's, I mean, he's next level. So yeah. rewatchability. Um, I'm not much of a, oh, I'm going to watch this again real soon on most movies. Um, that being said, I think this is a movie I could sit down and watch again and maybe pull some stuff that I didn't. You know, pick some stuff out of it that I didn't even notice the first time kind of thing. I also think this is a movie I can watch with my kids and it wouldn't be a big deal. Um, so I'm going to stick right around that same ballpark. I'm going to give it a 7.4. Very nice. Very nice. I actually was thinking 7.4 as well. Um, I think it is very rewatchable. It's almost more rewatchable than it is even good. I think that there's a lot of parts in it that um, you could watch every day. I mean, like Christian Bale in a race car is just top level really stuff. Cool. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm always there for that. So. I agree. This movie comes out at a 7.5. It is tied with only two other movies, Rocky One and The Sixth Sense. Nice. Those are a couple good movies, so. Definitely a couple (laughs) good movies. Well, thanks for listening to another episode of Apex Mountain. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Let us know what you think about Christian Bale and this movie in general. Um, I I like doing him again. I know we did him the first episodes we had of this podcast and uh, i was excited to get back to him what do you think yeah i'm right there with you i mean he's one of my favorites and uh i think i'm the one that pushed you guys, pushed it on you guys when we started because i knew that he had some good movies and we've done six of his movies now and i think there's a few more that could still be done so you never know when you might see him again very true and uh go check us out on instagram leave us a comment leave us a like let us know what you think um, you can give us a call at 307-696-2650. Zach, you heard that right. Uh, that's all I got, man. You got anything else? No, thank you for listening. See you guys next week. All right, thanks, guys. See ya.